The blessing that comes from transporting two tiles. It is because in the past we have cultivated merits under Buddhism that we are able to sit in the Buddha Hall today and recite the Buddha's name undisturbed. Otherwise, we would not even be able to sit here. I will tell you a little story about these causes and conditions. Some time ago, there was a Buddhist temple at the top of Mount Heng, also known as the Southern Mountain, one of the five famous mountains in China, in Hunan Province, China. The worship halls of the temple were becoming aged and required renovating. Of course, many people donated money and the temple employed tradesmen. But there were still many other tasks associated with the renovation that required the resident monks and nuns to perform, such as going down the mountain and bringing back building materials. Unlike nowadays, there wasn't any machinery to assist the transporting, so they had to physically carry the materials. The roof tiles of the temple were made of iron, and each piece is more than a one foot long. Why do the roof tiles have to be iron? It is because with the mountain's high altitude, the wind is very strong. If tiles of other material are used, they would be easily blown away. This is what I learned when I visited Mount Heng on my way to Hunan province in 1949. Usually most of the temples on China's five famous mountains are Taoist temples, but on Mount Heng there are four Buddhist monasteries. In those days, to get down from the top to the bottom of Mount Heng, one had to get up early in the morning, before daybreak, and find one's way in the dark. It is likewise dark when one gets back to the mountaintop in the evening. That is how high the mountain is and how long the distance of travel. When looking from a distance, the mountain and the sky appear to converge and are surrounded by cloud and fog. It is very humid on the mountain, especially during winter months, when the moisture on the floor inside the building is just like outside and even the pillars drip. The tiles are required to be physically carried from the bottom of the mountain by the resident monks and nuns. Obviously, those who are dedicated to cultivate blessings work extremely hard. However, there is a devious one who always pretends to be sick, stomach ache or leg pain, whatever, to get out of work. He is simply good at making false claims and lying. On one occasion, the disciplinarian master recognizes his lies and reprimands him. You have to do work, even if you are sick. Otherwise, you are not allowed to eat. Only if you do not eat for three consecutive days will you be considered sick. If you eat, then you will work. Having no other choice, he reluctantly joins the rest in working and ultimately manages to carry two tiles to the top and lays them at the location where the worship hall for Vajrapani Bodhisattva is to be built. That is all he has contributed, moving two tiles. The disciplinarian master, seeing that he was unfit for monastic life and would be a negative influence on others if he were allowed to stay, has him expelled. Thereafter, he drifts and resides at various places, he then returns to this temple more than a decade later. By this time, all the worship halls have been completed. The reception monk, 
is a new face, and nobody appears to recognize him. It seems only he knows his past history. However, his lack of blessings still poses karmic hindrances. The reception monk, at the first sight of him, and for no apparent reason, naturally said, You may not stay. In China, a temple is home to any monk or nun, and they would never be denied temporary residence. Under what circumstances would staying be denied? It is when there is a lack of the ordination certificate, the cassock, or the alms bowl. He arrived with proper certificate, the cassock, and the alms bowl, and he knew the rules. There is no reason why he shouldn't be allowed to stay. But the reception master kept a stony face and said coldly, When I say you are not staying, that is that. Now get out of the temple. The monks gathered nearby, trying to mediate. He came up the mountain during the day, and now it is already dark. How is he going to leave? The reception monk said, At least get him out of this information hall. The monastery covers an immense area, and is some distance even from the front gate to the main Buddha hall. By the time he gets to the front gate, the doors are closed. He sighs and sadly says, Well, they won't let me stay, and it is now dark. Where else can I go? While pacing around the front gate, he comes to the Vajrapani Hall and notices that there are two tiles underneath the offering table. He cowers underneath the table and starts meditating on the two tiles and feels quite comfortable. He sits and sits and gets settled. Then he sees Vajrapani Bodhisattva talking to him. What a lazy person you are, always procrastinating and never cultivating any merits. You see? Now, when you come to the temple, people here deny you residence. Fortunately for you, you had carried two tiles at the time, and cultivating that bit of blessings. Had you not carried these two tiles back then, where would you be sitting tonight? There would be no place for you. He feels very shameful. And hearing Vajrapani Bodhisattva's lecture, I was too lazy back then, and my behavior was not excusable. When everyone was working hard, I pretended to be sick. Once he begins to repent, his mindset changes. He notices the weeds growing in front of the Vajrapani Hall and thinks, I have never cultivated any merits. These weeds have grown so tall. Let me clean up this place. In one night, he clears all the weeds. The next morning, the reception monk comes out and wonders, I was just about to send someone to clear the weeds. Who could have done this? He looks around and finally sees the monk who was denied residence the night before, sitting under the offering table. Having cleared his karmic hindrances, this monk is now welcome sight to everyone, including the reception monk. The reception monk smiles and says, Why are you sitting here? He then tells the reception monk 
how lazy he was in the past and how he was lectured by Vajrapani Bodhisattva. As a result, he repented his mistakes and decided to clear the weeds to cultivate blessings. After hearing his story, the reception monk understands. The story that I told you is based on real events. To be able to stay a seven-day Dharma ceremony means you are indeed blessed. Had you not planted your virtuous roots within the three treasures, you would not have this blessing. Especially for those of you who are able to stay in the temple for the long term, or those who are preparing to take up the monastic life. You really should cultivate those blessings, which are for your own sake, not others. Don't be lazy and complacent. Otherwise, when your fellow practitioners would not tolerate you, let alone Vajrapani Bodhisattva, who will kick you out. People are watching and pointing their fingers. This is the advantage of living in a large group. If you behave well, others will praise you. Otherwise, they will reprimand you. It is very different if you are by yourself or with a small group when no one will praise you for your good deeds or reprimand you for your bad ones. Therefore, you have to stay in a monastery where there are rules and where your peers will assist you. Only then would it be easy for you to make progress in your cultivation.